Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to ACC Football and Beyond for this Tuesday, April 28th. As again, we'll spend most of the week uh, with each conference. As you know, we talk a little national. If there's something um, on the national scene worth discussing, we'll get into that. Um, and then we'll talk a lot uh, about a different conference each day. As the namesake says, ACC football and beyond. We'll recap the draft um, from an ACC perspective and certainly get into kind of where the programs are with regard to personnel and how they match up versus uh, the rest of the country. Uh, want to uh, remind you of a few things. We have the complete breakdowns of the entire draft, team by team, over at LandryFootball.com, NFL team by team. So you want to check that out. It's a, it's a look at key undrafted free agents, a overview of their entire draft, as well as a pick-by-pick breakdown of each and every uh, player taken in the draft. So check it out over at LandryFootball.com. And we've got a, a lot of things prepared, obviously, as we – Get into May, June, and July. It's a lot of look ahead to this season. And, yes, we're looking ahead to a football season, a college season, an NFL season. We'll be evaluating rosters and uh, obviously keeping you up to date on all the latest information recruiting-wise. So uh, this is, you know, as I always like to say, there's never a bad time to get involved with us at LandryFootball.com because it's a 12-month-a-year process uh, but it's a really good time to, A, get caught up on what happened in the draft, but understand the players in it, how they ranked on the board, uh, certainly um, looking ahead to the rosters of each team going forward at the college and NFL level, as well as breaking down games. Look, we'll have games at some point, and when the games start, um, we're we're going to have you better prepared for it than ever before. So check out the scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com. Less than $5 a month. Take you inside uh, a coaching and scouting um, evaluation, a true evaluation of football. Coach players, teams, coaches, and teams. So uh, teams, check it out. And also a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by 401k generation, Eddie Rojas and his team, experts in money management, investments. Uh, they can help you reach your financial goals, answer all of your questions, license in all 50 states. So give them a call at 1-866-998-5879. No obligation, of course. Um, also, 
you can text them at that same number, one 998 5879 Also, you want to flip on over to our Pro Football Show each and every day. We've got the latest around the world of pro football, the NFL, and you can do that by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you sign up for your podcast and subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff there. So as we take a look at, first of all, I want to get into a couple of things. There is um, more and more talk around the world of college athletics, school presidents. And again, it's talk. What does it really mean? I, I don't have any insights into whether we're going to play or not. Uh, there's no, did you talk to anybody? There's no. I uh, haven't talked to anybody uh, in, in, in our nation's government, <laughs> and, and, and they wouldn't know either. I think we all know by now it's a situational day-by-day um depending on how each state's doing. It's going to be interesting to see <clears throat> from a college standpoint. But it is interesting that some school presidents, or at least, I guess because they're getting asked, and it's really not, doesn't amount to anything, but they say their expectation is that they are going to have students on campus, or they expect to have students on campus in the fall. Which is what, mid-August? You know, I mean, that's... I don't know that they have heard anything or feel anything. I'm sure that they're preparing both ways. It's a good thing. It's a good sign. Um, the best thing, obviously, that could happen is that if if we do open up things, which we are, I guess, state by state, is that things go well. And we don't have any shutdown. Uh, my concern would be, and if people have asked me, oh, what's your thoughts? You got any thought? My thoughts are not any better than anybody else's. <laughs> I have no, this is not football related. Affects football. Uh, what do you think and how much time? Look, we're not going to have, the, it's not going to be normal. We're not going to have the time to prepare like we normally do, players. So it's just going to have to be on the fly, the best you can, organize it. As, you know. But here's going to be the issue. I think most are determined, and of course they're determined, to have a college football season and are preparing for that any way they can. The loss of it will be tremendous financially. They're preparing for it. They're doing everything they can to augment its position of having. The reality is they have no control over it. If it's not safe, they're not going to be able to do it. Is it going to start on time? No one knows. But probably it looks like a huge hurdle to start on time. I don't believe in the the whole spring football nonsense. I'm not. The more I think about it, it, it just it it will not go. It, it's just um, look. I mean, you can do anything you want as long as you can 
figure out a way to do it. But as it relates, uh, it's going to take a lot of things coming together. I think that the powers that be of the NCAA and the NFL could work to move the draft back in 2021 and allow for some spring ball. But I got to tell you, if they're playing spring football, players are not going to play. I mean, the, the players who are draft prospects are not going to play. Um, they're they're going to they're going to it's too close to their future. And I mean, I think it's situational. Some who are trying to maybe improve themselves might. A lot of them won't. And I think we're we're possibly ending up in a situation where we're going to have to watch and see this summer's supplemental draft. How many players are going to come out? Could be an extraordinary number. What are their circumstances? How does the league deal with it? Does the league deny certain players? Look, it's pretty simple. Player gets suspended, kicked out of school, has got nowhere to go. He's allowed in the supplemental draft. I, you know, I don't know that they're going to just say, look, all right, look, the draft's over. We get it. It's an unusual year. We don't know if there's going to be football. Let's, you know, come out. I don't know that that's – I don't know how the league's going to deal with that. And that, so it's going to affect from the college game. I, I just believe that there needs to be um, – If there's a late start to the college season, I mean, I could see it going, say, through February, and as it normally ends early mid-January, I can see it move back a month if we have to start October 1st versus September 1st. But if we get into November and we hadn't started, I, I, I just don't see it. Look, now, at that point, an abbreviated schedule, I mean, there's a lot of things. The other part about it is I do think they're going to do everything they can if the states and here's the other discussion well the states and the conferences are going to kind of do what they want you know the chances of the Pac-12 playing are not very good the state of California is more than likely to still be shut down or limited I don't know that it's just kind of with the conversation seems to be nationally but let's just say you do have a league a conference maybe in a certain part of the country says you know we can play all the schools and all those states that are involved with our school we could play we can play just conference schedule and do that well you can but if this is continuing to be an issue of spreading if this is not contained, you can sit there and plan your season all you want and have a season. One player comes down with it, you know, 5 and 10 and 50, boom, everybody's exposed. That team's shutting down. Then you eliminate them from the schedule, and it happens to another team and another and another. You can plan to do it. The chances of going through a couple of months to get through football without any 
you know, um, spreading of it, it's, it seems to be very unlikely based upon what people are saying. So I don't know. There is optimism in my mind when I hear that if the feeling among particular states is that we can, we feel pretty good, I think we're going to know a lot more in about a month. The states that open up, how they're able to control it, contain it, can we at least prevent the spread of it a little bit, a lot, I don't know. That's going to tell us a lot. And and look, let's pay attention to the pro sports leagues. Maybe the NBA's thinking about mid-May getting back, we'll see what baseball does, other sports, how they handle it. There are different ways you can go about it. It's going to be a bigger challenge for the college student athlete to get it done, and I'm hopeful that we can. But at least it's a positive that if we can get students on campus, then we can play games. I still say that it's going to be very difficult for for football players to play um, when students are not allowed to be on campus. It's going to be interesting to see how this, this plays out. I don't know. But that's kind of the the feeling. Now, I know that the NFL, and we'll talk about it on the NFL show, um, it's a little – I still think it's very complex there, but you can contain it a little bit more. Uh, you know, you can deal with um, – You know, the fact that probably what I have heard is that they can get a 16-game schedule in even if they start on October 15th. That's kind of the deadline. They'd have to make a shortened season uh, if uh, if that was the case. So we'll see how that plays off. Uh, some news around the league before we get into kind of recapping the draft. Former North Carolina tight end redshirt senior, Noah Turner has transferred to James Madison, played for the Heels for the past couple of years, exclusively on special teams, got one year of eligibility remaining. 6'3", 255-pounder can help the Dukes, James Madison. And recruiting, a couple of nuggets I want to pass along with uh, Virginia. Received a verbal commitment from three-star cornerback William Sinkins, um, also have school offers from schools like Virginia Tech, Maryland, Duke, West Virginia, Pitt. Um, got the size you're looking for, 6'2", 175 pounds, from uh, Quince Richardson High School in Maryland. Uh, one of the top 40 players in the state. Good player for them, good good for them. And they also got a commitment from quarterback Jacob Rodriguez, uh, three-star kid, um, I know Baylor in Kansas and Texas Tech in Houston and Indiana, Iowa State. We're in on the 6'2", 205-pounder from Wichita Falls, Texas. Good player, a uh, one of the top 15 dual-threat quarterbacks in the country and um, one of the top 60, 70 players, 75 players in the state of Texas. So those are some news. And, look, we've got – more news. We're going to still keep you up to date on all the recruiting. And, again, look ahead to the season. We're going forward as with the season and evaluating the rosters. We'll have all that over at LandryFootball.com in our daily notebooks. So taking a look at how the conference is stacked up and how do the ACC stack up compared to the other leagues. 
And if you look at it, obviously the SEC was number one at 63. Big 10 was two at 48. The Pac-12 was three at, at three at 32. And the ACC was fourth at 27. If you look at the breakdown of the schools in the ACC, Boston College had one. Clemson had seven. Florida State just won. It certainly will get into that. Georgia Tech had won. Louisville won. Play in the first round, and that's it. Miami had four. North Carolina, two. NC State, two. Pitt, one. Syracuse, two. Virginia, two. Virginia Tech, one. Wake Forest, two. So, no one's really, I mean, think about it, no one has more than two except Miami, who's got four, and, of course, Clemson with seven. Well, we know that Clemson, and it's a nice group at Clemson. Now, they do have a lot of good players returning. They certainly have done their part with elite players that go into the league. The disappointing thing is is obviously – Miami at four is Miami should always have, you know, double-digit players taken in the draft, and certainly should Florida State. That tells you, you know, Florida State's had some trouble in recruiting and certainly had trouble in development. I think they've got some good players coming back next year that I think will be developed and better, and I think things are going to get better. But – It does parallel things on the field, doesn't it? It, it? It's not everything. Okay, but winning football games is about recruiting good players and developing those players and utilizing those players. And if you look at what Florida State has done, their recruiting has been down. Their development has been way down. And same with Miami. Those are programs that have allowed, along with the rest of the schools in the ACC, but particular Miami and Florida State, to be left in the dust by Clemson is really a shame because those are two programs that could could compete with Clemson and have a program that looks very similarly. They don't. They're not even close. And I don't even think with good coaching and good development – they're going to catch him. I'm not talking about in a one-game scenario. They're not going to catch him unless Clemson comes back to the back. they got a long way to go facility-wise to catch Clemson. And that's a part of it. Facilities are not everything. They're an awful big, important part. And that's a concern. Now, the rest of the programs are not programs with the expectation level of a Florida State or Miami. Virginia Tech's been really disappointing to have one player. A player that I thought was overdrafted, but hey, whatever. That's hugely disappointing. North Carolina certainly have been disappointing. Mac is recruiting well. You'd think down the road there's going to be 
more talent going in. Georgia Tech, I think, is going to do things a little more modern, but it's a developmental program. Look, if you look at certain programs that are not, that consistently produce players, you've got Iowa produce a couple of high picks most every year now. They're not getting most five-star guys. They're getting three stars. They're developing them. There's some developmental programs in the ACC, but there's not what I'd call elite level in that regard. BC's made a change because they weren't getting it done. I think Louisville's doing a good job in just in one year. I, I think North Carolina in one year has done a good job. NC State's developed players fairly well. Pitt, it's been nothing special. Syracuse, nothing special. Virginia's done a good job getting a lot out of what they have. Virginia Tech has not, and Wake's done, done a pretty solid job. There's not a lot there. There's not a lot of, you know, football elitists in this league. And when the two <clears throat> programs in the state of Florida that are potentially elite are not getting it done to that level, it hurts you. Just take a look at the the picks inside the lead. A.J. Dillon goes to the Packers. Um, interesting, high on a second round. A.J. Dillon doesn't have a lot of burst, a lot of acceleration, doesn't have a lot of ability to make him miss, but it's a one-cut downhill power runner. Uh, Cam Akers, I think, is a really good player for FSU that can help the Rams out a lot. Tyler Davis is an interesting late-round pick from Georgia Tech with Jacksonville. Going to struggle to make that team. Louisville just had one guy, a very talented guy in Mackay Becton. Lots of upside, very, very raw offensive tackle first round. Miami, D.J. Dallas in the fourth round to Seattle. Um, Shaq Quarterman, really instinctive athletic lineman in the fourth round to Jacksonville. Jonathan Garvin, who I thought was good value in the seventh round, still an uphill battle to make the team. And K.J. Osborne, really liked the receiver, like his toughness, fifth round for the Vikings. North Carolina had Charlie Heck. Thought it was a little bit high in the fourth round, but it was a physical run blocker. Jason Strobridge, thought really good value in the fifth round. I think he's a better player than Heck. Defensive end, defensive tackle that can slide inside a nickel. Good fifth-round value for the Dolphins. NC State, Rel Merchantson was, I think, good value for Tennessee in the fifth round. A guy that can get off blocks and get some push. And uh, James Smith-Williams is going to have an uphill battle to make the team seventh-round pick for Washington. Dane Jackson, I think is a little bit better than a seventh-round pick. Um, show some coverability, some toughness um, for the Bills. Syracuse had a couple of guys. Atlanta took uh, Hoffrichter, really explosive late punter in the seventh round. And then Alton Robinson, obviously the best prospect they had with Seattle in the fifth round. Virginia, Bryce Hall, good value for the Jets in the fifth round. Joe Reed with the uh, Chargers. On the fifth round, he's going to have uphill battle making the team. Dalton Keene is an interesting guy that's got some upside to him. Really versatile, really nifty, tough, 
little bit high for me in the third round, but uh, I think he's got a chance to certainly help on special teams in his an H-back role for the Patriots. Wake Forest with uh, Justin Heron um, on the sixth round by the Patriots. And uh, Justin Sternad, linebacker from Wake, going to Denver in the fifth round. And then, of course, Clemson. You've got Isaiah Simmons going to the Cardinals, big-time explosive playmaker. A.J. Terrell, um, guy that's certainly starting uh, caliber corner for the Falcons. You've got T. Higgins, receiver going to Cincinnati. Good pick for them. You've got um, Tanner Muse going to the Raiders. You've got John Simpson going to the Raiders in the fourth round. And Kayvon Wallace. Uh, all those guys have a decent chance. And then Tremaine Akram is a guy that's maybe a long shot, but is a good pick on the seventh round value-wise for the Rams. So that's a look at the ACC. <clears throat> and if you throw in, let's say, six more players, say they're ten each. So let's just say there's six. And, you know, let's say uh, if you look at the numbers, if you get to where these programs are back to where you would expect, you could see potentially getting the ACC with the numbers of about 10 more. So you could see them being at 37. 40 tops. Not going to catch the Big Ten. Not going to catch the ACC in terms of overall talent. But you're trailing the Pac-12 right now. In a league that now you don't have a Clemson in the Pac-12 right now as a, as a league. So you, you're living off Clemson right now. The ACC. And it's Clemson and a bunch of people trying to figure things out. Uh, the Pac-12, as I've said before, don't have a national championship caliber team, but they're a better league. Not just because they had more players taken doesn't make them better. Just telling you grading the teams during the fall, the Pac-12 was just better. Just the more teams that were good and talented, they're just better. The league itself when you have an elite program, it usually rises up everyone. It's got Clemson is doing their part. Now it's up to mainly Florida State and Miami to do theirs. And then, you know, certainly you look at what North Carolina is doing with Mac is at least off to a good start. And, you know, Louisville's off to a good start. We'll see the sustainability at a big-time level. Those teams are Going to be limited, have a ceiling, but we'll see how things play out. Um, so that's a look inside the league. We're going to get into, <clears throat> obviously, we're gonna, we want to spend a little time recapping each conference um, and kind of where they are. Big picture with the little, how the players drafted inside the league are going to match up um, through the rest of this week and get through this week. And then, uh, obviously, we're going to mix in some some information that's pertinent around the country and around the conference, recruiting and, and otherwise. And, yeah, we're going nowhere. We're going to, again, um, certainly uh, 
as we move forward, get this week behind us and, and really evaluate the draft. We'll revisit it from time to time. We're going to be focusing, though, on going forward with the rosters and recruiting and uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. So make sure that you check us out. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. And, again, remember to flip on over to the Pro Football Show. Also, um, check out um, LandryFootball.com for all the latest information on the draft, recap of the draft. We're going to have our recruiting boards coming up. A lot of good stuff coming up uh, on LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. And check out the folks at 401k Generation. Um, Give a call. Give a text. 1-866-998-5879. Licensed in all 50 states. So you want to take advantage of that today. Sign up for this podcast as well as the Pro Football Podcast. You can flip on over and listen to that um, by signing up for Landry Football Conference Call. So check us out there, and uh, reminder, tomorrow is Big Ten football and beyond. Uh, and um, so we look forward to wrapping things up there. Good um, good draft for them with 48 players taken. We'll break down all of that tomorrow as well as anything at the top uh, around the national scope of college football. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, spread the word if you would. Hope everyone is safe. And we'll look forward to some football coming forward. Uh, Talk to you over on the pro football side and talk to you tomorrow on another edition of Landry Football's conference call. Tomorrow is, again, Big Ten football and beyond. Take care, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.